Breakfast. We have on the line with us Boot Boutwell, a name that uh, you have heard in the news at WHAVFM, and uh, in a good way. Uh, Boot, it takes folks on, on nature walks. And Boot, good morning to you. Thanks for uh, coming on the radio this morning. Good morning, Wynn. Thanks for having me. Yeah, they, they, you know, before we, we go too far, and before I forget, uh, that sound beat, I don't know how closely you were listening on the phone, but uh, he was talking about Max Bear and the boxer. Do you know who uh, Max Bear's son was? I don't have a clue. Jethro from the Beverly oh Hillbillies. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, how about that? Uh, and, and today also happens to be, uh, talking about celebrities, uh, today also happens to be the uh, the day that uh, Don Knotts was born. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, Barney Fife and the... Back from my childhood. Yeah, I know. They're pretty nice. And, and you know, and what you do kind of takes folks back to their childhood as well, too, because, uh, you know, when you're a kid, you you go out in the field, you, you play around and do all that stuff. You you walk through the woods and uh, and you take in all the wildlife that is all around you. It's just uh, part of the natural uh, part of growing up. And and that's what you do. You, you bring uh, folks back to uh Back to nature, back to their, back to the beginnings with your walks that you uh, that you narrate, and I think that that's really cool. Well, it uh, it is. I love doing it. I think it's very important for us at the best of times to reconnect with nature. Uh, you know, I think it just helps us to relax and unwind, uh, and I think that's especially true uh, at a time like this, in the midst of this pandemic, where uh, people are just uh, so incredibly anxious and concerned. And uh, it's, it's interesting because uh, when I lead, lead my nature programs, it's not just sort of nature ID. I always like to begin with a poem, usually a seasonal poem. And from there, typically, I'll certainly give some plant identification, but I also love to give some natural history. Uh, uh, prior uses, how Native Americans may have used the plant, colonial Americans, how insects and animals interact with it or whatever. But uh, but in terms of the the poems, a poem that I've been reading on some of my recent walks uh, is one that I think is particularly appropriate uh, in these very difficult times. It's called The Peace of Wild Things by Wendell Berry, and I'd like to share it with you right now. When despair grows in me and I wake in the night at the least sound in fear of what my life and my children's lives may be, I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. I come into the presence of still water, and I feel above me the day-blind stars waiting for their light. For a time, I rest in the grace of the world and am free. Uh, and I'm always particularly struck uh, by the line, uh, I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. Uh, you know, we're not worrying about the pandemic. We can get out into nature and just and just be in the present uh, and relax and enjoy. Yeah, and sometimes that's that's hard to do. You know, you you have to uh, give yourself time to to unwind sometimes, so you really can enjoy what's what's surrounding you. Yeah, it's like anything else. I think uh, it's uh, you know, I was a baseball player when I was a kid, and uh, it's sort of like ground balls. The more you take, the better you get. I think the more we go out into nature, uh, the more we're able to learn how to connect with nature and, and just use it to relax ourselves. 
I've been, uh, you know, as I walk my dog around the neighborhood, I I get a chance because especially when it's warm like this, she doesn't walk very fast. So I get a chance to uh, see the flowers and the grass grow and and all that stuff, and and it's very very nice. I I enjoy it. Now you do a lot of uh, you do you do well. I don't know if you do a lot, uh, but uh, you are frequently over at Tattersell Farm, and uh, and you do some other uh, nature walks around the area too. I do. Your timing actually is terrific because I have two programs coming up in the area uh, in the coming week. Uh, this evening, I'm doing a program for the trustees of reservations uh, at one of my favorite trustees' properties, the Ward Reservation, which is in Andover and North Andover. Uh, it's a summer wildflower hike uh, this evening, July 21st, from 5.30 to 7.30. And uh, what we'll do is we'll climb up to Holt Hill. Holt Hill, at, I think it's 403 feet above sea level, is the highest point in Essex County. And it's wonderful because they have some solstice stones up there which mark the directions of the compass. Uh, and in addition, you can uh, you can look Oh, I guess it's maybe 17 miles off uh, in the distance and see the, see the city of Boston. So that really is uh, is pretty nice. Uh, and then this Saturday, I have a walk at another place I enjoy, and that is right in Haverhill, Tattersall Farm. I'm doing a wildflower walk, walk this Sunday, July 26th, from 9 until 11 a.m. And Tattersall is terrific because it's got a number of different habitats. Uh, there's a very large meadow area that they keep as a me- meadow by mowing it, uh, pasture from the old Tattersall farm uh, with uh, with sun-loving wildflowers, but they also have woods and wetlands. So the more habitat you have, the more plants, and therefore the more types of animals that that uh, that area attracts. So you, as you uh, go around, you know uh, you know what animals are attracted, like like rabbits and and uh, foxes and things like that. Well, in fact, I know a lot more about plants than I do about animals, but I know a little about animals too. <laughs> okay, but I, it, it's it's uh, uh, I just find it fascinating. For, for me, uh, my mother-in-law would usually uh, tell me, you know, the difference between a flower and a weed is that uh, a weed is something that you don't want. <laughs> That's exactly right. So uh, for me, there are no weeds because uh, because I want them all. And in fact, I think some of the most beautiful wildflowers we have are things that other people uh, refer to uh, as weeds. Queen Anne's lace uh, is a is a classic example. Uh, farmers hate Queen Anne's lace because it uh, you know it grows in their in their hay fields. But uh, but I think it really is one of the most strikingly beautiful wildflowers that we have. So if you if you have the uh, that flower, Queen Anne's lace, in your hay field. Then uh, that cuts down on the yield that the uh, that the hay has, right? Exactly. And yet, interestingly, that uh, that is a uh, a plant uh, many of us are familiar with in a very different way. The scientific name of Queen Anne's lace is Dacus carota, carrot, uh, and in fact, it's often referred to as the wild carrot, and it is the species from which our cultivated carrots were developed. So I can pull up a. Uh, a Queen Anne's lace by the root, scratch the root, and you'll get a distinctive carroty smell. <laughs> How about that? How did you learn all this stuff, anyway? Uh, very interesting. I always spent a lot of time in the outdoors from the time I was a kid, camping, canoeing, hiking, fishing. Uh, but um, uh, up until I was about 50, or maybe late 40s, I could barely tell a pine from an oak. And uh, a neighbor brought home a flyer from the Winchester Public Schools, uh, 
asking for volunteers to help out with a group called Winchester Trails, which is where I live in Winchester, to take out Winchester Elementary School kids during class time to the Middlesex Fells and uh, and basically give them nature nature programs. And um, I was coaching high school sports at the time, so I had mornings free. So I got involved with this group, and I was like a kid in a candy store. I loved it. I just had so much fun. I couldn't learn enough, so I went to the Mass Audubon Society at their Habitat Sanctuary in Belmont, where I was put through uh, uh, a course that uh, taught me how to be a guided walk leader at the sanctuary, and then started doing programs for Mass Audubon in Belmont at Habitat. Uh, I went to the New England Wildflower Society in Framingham and took a program that gave me a certificate in native plant studies. And when I completed that in 2000, they asked me to start teaching their native New England shrubs course, which I've now done for the last uh, nearly 20 years. Uh, and I also lead field trips for them, and it's just mushroomed. Uh, I have uh, started to do walks for, among others now, as, as mentioned, the trustees of reservations, Tattersall Farm, the Appalachian Mountain Club, the Mass Department of Conservation and Recreation. I've done programs at Harold Parker State Park uh, in the Andover, North Andover area, uh, Arlington Mass Community Ed, and uh, more that I can't even begin to mention. Well, it sounds like you've reinvented yourself from uh, from a coach of athletes to a, to a, uh, a coach of flowers. <laughs> I, I, I really have. I've always been a teacher. Uh, I started out as a, as a history teacher when I graduated from college in 1970, uh, coaching as well, continued with the coaching, and then really just sort of transitioned into teaching uh, about plants and wildflowers and, and really trying to connect people with nature. Is there a, a much, well, you tell me, is is there a difference between uh, what you'll see at, at Tattersall Farm and, and what you'll find in Andover tonight? Uh, it has to do with the habitats. So at... Uh, uh, and over tonight, we'll have uh, elevation, so that will that will change the habitat, and we'll see some different plants up there, uh, more forests, uh, and it also has to do with with prior uses. Uh, was the plant was the area used as a pasture? Was it used as a woodlot? Was it used uh, as uh, as a garden, etc.? So there are a lot of different factors that can uh, will determine what what plants are growing there today. Uh, well, they, uh, one of the main plants that I would be uh, wary about, and, and I could never tell uh, what it looks like, is poison ivy. What's poison it look ivy. <laughs> Wonderful scientific name. Toxicodendron is the genus name, the poison tree. Uh, and um, it's, uh, I've, got a, I've got a whole program on, on poison ivy. If there's any poison ivy at the site, uh, very often that'll be one of the first plants that I teach because that's uh, one wants to know one's enemy, right? <laughs> that's, that's certainly right. Yeah. Any other uh, plants that get you all excited? Uh, milkweed is one that I that I really love. Milkweed has just wonderful, wonderful flowers. Uh, in addition, there's a there's a really terrific relationship with the monarch butterfly that lays its caterpillars on the milkweed leaves. The milkweed caterpillars then eat. The milkweed leaves. Uh, in the milkweed leaves, the sap happens to be toxic, but it doesn't kill the caterpillars. Uh, they just carry that toxicity around with them. Uh, and a bird, for instance, that tries to eat that caterpillar will throw up. So birds very quickly learn not to eat the caterpillars of monarch butterflies. Uh, in addition, uh, many people know the fruits of milkweed are these wonderful, wonderful pods. Uh, the seeds 
basically are dispersed on these downy clusters of hairs which are attached to the seeds. Uh, And interestingly, during the Second World War, when we weren't able to get KPOC, which was used as a flotation device inside life vests, life preservers, uh, one of the substitutes was the down from uh, the milkweed pods. I can see that your talks are very educational. Now, how can they uh, get in touch with you to uh, to find out where you're uh, going to be appearing uh, all throughout the balance of the year? How's that? Uh, probably the best thing for me to do is just to give you a phone number. Uh, I'd be happy to give my phone number, and people can give me a call. They can also Google the uh, the organizations involved. And again, the walks I have coming up this week are tonight for the trustees of reservations. Uh, so you can Google the trustees of reservations and um, Google, uh, click on things to do and type in the ward reservation. For this Sunday, uh, Tattersall Farm, just Google Tattersall Farm in Haverhill uh, and it'll come up. Uh, and also I'm doing a program this Saturday for Arlington Community uh, Education at Arlington's Great Meadows in Arlington and you can Google Arlington Community Education. But I'll give you my phone number. Uh, which is 781-729-4712, and that is a landline. I don't have a cell phone, so I can't be texted, but I'd be happy to take any calls and give people any further information that they might want. Uh, That's fantastic. And uh, you must be the last uh, person in America that doesn't have a cell phone. Well, there aren't many of us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's It's become a point of honor. I get you. Uh, one other uh, one other uh, question is about wildlife. Uh, what are your thoughts on dandelions? I love dandelions. Uh, there, I have so many great stories about dandelions. Uh, for instance, uh, the name dandelions comes from the French. The French call the plant Dante de Lyon, which means teeth of the lion, because the leaves of the dandelion have these jagged projections that look to some Frenchmen like a lion's teeth. Uh, and the, uh, an Englishman heard the Frenchman say Dante de Lyon and anglicized it into dandelion. Uh, so, and that's, ju- that's just the beginning. I have a lot, of, a lot more great, uh, uh, great trivial facts about dandelion as well. So, yeah, I like dandelions. I, I have them growing all over my front yard, uh, and I'm happy to see them every, uh, every spring when they come back. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Boot, I want to thank you for joining us. We'll have to get you back. Uh, I, I'm sure you're – can you do these uh, these walks in the wintertime? Absolutely. There's no bad weather, only improper clothing. Okay. <laughs> I, I like that. Uh, very, very good thought on that. All right. Well, Boot, thank you, and we will get you back. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. Wynn, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. All right, Boot Boutwell, he uh, takes folks on nature walks, and uh, he knows a lot of stuff. Wake up with Wynn Damon, weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM, WHAV. Catch the wave, W-H-A-V.